get an amen from somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, really, I just want to, I want to title this, You're Not Out of the Fight. Okay. Listen, over these next four weeks, we're going to be talking about fighting. We're going to be talking about the battles that we go through. We're going to be talking about the war. We're going to be talking about the war that the enemy has on your life. How many of you know there is a spiritual battle that the enemy has, and there is a target on your back? And he thinks that if he can take you out, then he can take your family out. He can take your future generations out. But I came to tell somebody that you are not out of the fight. Yeah, come on. Like, you might feel like you've been defeated, but God says you're not out of the fight. You might feel like you're fighting alone, but God says, no, 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 I put you there on purpose because you're not out of the fight. Yeah, and you're going to lead somebody. You're going to lead somebody back to me because you're not out of the fight. You know, there's this, uh, there's this short scripture um, in the Bible. And it's one of those kinds of scriptures that if you read too quickly, then you will lose the, the power behind it. It's this, this scripture about this man named Eleazar. Everybody say Eleazar. And Eleazar was one of uh, King David's mightiest warriors. He was one of his mighty men. And you have to understand that, that he had three mighty warriors. And the reason that he was a mighty warrior is because he was somebody that could be trusted. He was somebody that knew he was not out of the fight. And he was somebody that said, you know what, even if I fall, I'm going to get back up and I'm going to try again. That's why it says that. And so it says this in 2 Samuel 23, 9-10. It says, next to him was Eleazar, son of Dodeh. As one of the three mighty warriors, he was with David when they taunted the Philistines gathered at Pastamim for battle. Then the Israelites retreated. In other words, God's people retreated because they were scared. But Eleazar, everybody say Eleazar. He stood his ground and he struck down the Philistines till his hand grew tired and froze to the sword. The Lord brought about a great victory that day and the troops returned to Eleazar, but only to strip the dead. I love this man named Eleazar because something that I've learned about this story is it's short, but there is so much power in its position. I love it because, because what Eleazar understood is that even though he was weak and he was tired, he could still stand his ground. I believe this. I believe that there are some of you in this fight right now. You might be in a spiritual war. You might be in a war at home. You might be in a war at school. But God is saying, if you would just stand your ground, then I will come to save you. See, here's the thing about Eleazar. Is Eleazar led an entire army. And the second that they saw the Philistines... All of the Israelites began to run. All of the people that were supposed to be fighting with Eleazar began to run away in fear. How many of you have had that in your life that you thought you had some homies, you thought you had some people in your life that were there to protect you, but all of a sudden when you faced opposition, they were gone and you were the last one standing. Here's the thing that I love about God is God says, hey, listen, I don't need you to run away from it. I don't even need you to run to it. I just need you to stand your ground. I don't need you to be afraid. I don't need you to attack. I just need you to stand your ground. How do I do that? How do I stand my ground? In the face of opposition, I love Eliezer because in the face of opposition, he didn't, he didn't run to it. He didn't run from it. All he had to do was stand his ground. Why? Because... He knew what he was standing on. Yeah, did you know that the Bible says Jesus is our firm foundation? So get this. You don't have to run. You don't even have to try. You just have to stand in the right place, baby. Because when you stand on the rock that is Jesus, all of a sudden, you can't be shaken. All of a sudden, you can't be taken down. All you got to do is stand on the rock. 
Yeah, he says, all you have to do is stand on the rock. What have you been standing on? What have you been standing on? Have you been standing on your pride? Have you been standing on yourself? Have you been standing on all the success in the fame that the world brings? Or have you said, Jesus, I'm going to stand my ground and I'm going to stand on the rock that is Jesus Christ that will not shake, that will not be broken, that cannot be washed away? Where are you standing? Here's the second thing that, that I love about it is that when Eleazar was fighting, he was standing his ground, he was fighting with a sword. All of a sudden, it says in this scripture that his hand grew tired, but it became frozen to the sword. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever, have you ever um, like, tried to hold your fist so tightly for, like, 10 minutes straight, like, as tight as you can, and you don't let go, and you keep on holding? And then all of a sudden, when you let go, guess what happens? Your hand can't move. It's incredible. Science did it because what's happening is these muscles are contracting and all of a sudden becomes muscle memory and it forgets how to expand again when you hold it for that long. So all of a sudden what is happening is he is fighting with this sword and he is holding on the sword so tightly that even when he gets tired and he tries to let go, the sword becomes frozen to his hand. I love it because a lot of times in the fight, we like to give up our sword instead of holding on a little bit longer. But when you hold on a little bit longer to the sword, all of a sudden, your hand might want to let go of the sword, but the sword ain't letting go of you. But the sword's not going to let you down. The sword is going to start fighting your battles for you. That's why I get this. Did you know that in the Bible, it says that I have given you a sword? It's not a physical kind of sword. No, 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 no. It's, it's not even a spiritual kind of sword. It's a sword that cuts deeper than any two-edged blade. It's a sword that you can put up against any devil, against any enemy, and it will cut down darkness. It's called God's word. And when you hold on to God's word, all of a sudden God's word gets frozen to your mouth. Oh, God, I wish I was speaking to somebody. I wish I was speaking to somebody tonight because get this, when you hold on to God's word, God's word holds on to your mouth. So even when you're in the face of opposition, I might feel discouraged, I might feel defeated, but I know what my God says about me and I'm not even going to try to muster up myself. I'm just going to let God's word begin to flow out of my mouth. All of a sudden when you hold on to the sword, the sword holds on to you. Yeah, yeah, his hand became frozen to the sword. When's the last time that you became frozen to your Bible? When's the last time that you became frozen to God's promise? When's the last time that you held on so tightly to God's word that even when you got tired and even when you grew weary, it didn't matter because all of a sudden God's word started doing the work for you? Let me remind somebody what God's word says about you. You see, the sword says that you are powerful. The sword says that you can make it. The sword says that it's not for nothing. The sword says that you already have the victory. The sword says that you're not fighting alone. The sword says that you can trust in his plan. The sword says that he has a purpose for your life. Get this, the sword says that you're not out of the fight. I came to tell somebody a quick 10-minute message that you are not out of the fight. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're not out of the fight. Come on, you may be feeling like you are fighting alone, but here's what I love. Here's what I love about Eleazar. It's a short story. Here's what I love about Eleazar. As he knew that it wasn't about who he was fighting. It was about who he was fighting for. Man, sometimes in our lives, 
we get so consumed with the enemy. We get so consumed with the problem that we're facing. But if you would just flip the flow of your thinking and say, you know what? It's not about who I'm fighting. It's about who I'm fighting for. Because when I know who I'm fighting for, I know who has my back. I know who came in front of me. And I know who's on my side protecting me with his wings of angels. It's not about my enemy. It's about my God. Because he's greater than my enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, you're not out of the fight. You're not out of the fight. Don't think that you're out of the fight. Come on, some of you might be in a fight. You might have come in here. You might have been fighting with your parents. You might have come in here. You might have had a bad day at school. You might be in here. You might just be in a battle and a war. Man, I came to tell you, you're not out of the fight. All you have to do is stand your ground and become frozen to the sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, in a few minutes we're going to go outside, but I believe that this is the most important part of our service right here. Come on, some of us need to get frozen to God's promise, to God's word, to God's scripture, to what God says about us. Come on, so with every head bowed and every eye closed, come on, if that's you and you say, man, I've been in a battle and I've been in a war and I counted myself out. But tonight, man, I, I, I want to give my life back to Jesus and I want to say, man, I'm not out of the fight. I might feel like I'm defeated right now, but I'm not out of the fight. If that's you, just raise your hand. One, two, three, go. Yeah, if that's you, you might be in a battle. Come on. Yeah, all across this room in every single section. I believe that God wants to come and touch your life tonight. I truly believe that. If you're in this room and you say, man, I've never been to church before in my life. Man, I don't even know Jesus. But tonight, this person that you've been talking about, this firm foundation, I've never had a firm foundation. I've always ran to girls or sex or money or drugs or anything else that this world has to offer. Man, here's what I would say. If you've never tried Jesus, just try Jesus. And, and watch this. If it doesn't work, then guess what? Give up Jesus. But I promise you it will work because he is a firm foundation in the midst of your storm. So if you're in this room and you say, man, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to try this Jesus thing. If that's you, I want you to know that there was a man named Jesus who came down. He died on a cross for you so that you could live an eternal life in heaven with him, so that you can have a relationship with him, so that you could have a future and a legacy and a history to leave for your future generations. If that's you in this room and you say, man, I want to I, I give my life to Jesus tonight. On a count of three, I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand. Nobody's looking around. Nobody's staring at you. Just put it up and back down. One, two, three, go if that's you. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I love that. Would everybody bow their heads and pray this prayer with me? Say, dear Jesus, thank you for dying on a cross for me. Forgive me of my sins. I know that I'm a sinner. But in you, you are making me new. Give me a new life, a new future, and a new destiny. And everybody said, come on, amen and amen and amen.